3: Well, welcome back to Inside Sources. I'm Jason Perry, the director of the Hinckley Institute of Politics, and I'm joined by...
0: I'm Morgan lyon also at the Hinckley Institute.
3: Filling in for Boyd today, and we're glad to have you with, with us. Um, before we get to our next guest, though, we want to take a moment to update everyone on breaking news. Uh, West Valley City Police have given an update just recently on the shooting in West Valley City. Apparently, a fight between two groups of juveniles spiraled into a deadly shooting this morning. Two people are dead. One is injured. We do not yet know what led up to the fight or which high schools everyone involved goes to. Three people are in custody, and West Valley police say there is no threat to the public, but there is heavy police presence near Mountain View Corridor and 4100 South, and they'll probably be there for a little while. We'll make sure you are up to speed on that, and we'll continue to monitor. The second story. That we need to follow closely as well is that the Supreme Court has ruled today blocking the Biden administration's COVID-19 vaccine or test requirement for large workplaces. However, the court will allow a vaccine mandate for workers at federally funded healthcare facilities to take effect nationwide. Big stories will continue to monitor and tragic to Morgan.
0: Yeah. Well, one of the interesting things people are already going to start talking about how is this Supreme Court case going to affect the 2024 election?
3: Mm.
0: And we have someone here to talk about that.
3: I know someone who could answer that question. <laughs> are you with us, Governor Herbert? I am. How are you guys doing today? We're we're doing well. We're so glad to have you with us, Governor. You, I've noticed that after you you left office, uh, it did not mean that you stopped being amazingly busy.
1: <laughs> well, my wife's been complaining about that. Uh, she said I thought we were going to retire a bit, and we have cut down from seventy hours a week to thirty five. So we're, I I'd call it we're half time.
3: <laughs> Halftime. I can appreciate that. You're so kind to take a minute with us today. Uh, Morgan, and I both want to talk to you about a couple of projects you're working on. Do you mind if we take a second for you to talk about your involvement in the potential that the state of Utah has to host the Republican National Convention? That is an enormous event. Please talk about that possibility and why you and others are trying to get that here to the state.
1: Well, there's a number of reasons. We tried to get it, I think, back in 2012 when uh, Mitt Romney was the nominee and we lost out to Tampa, Florida. Uh, We talked about the great weather we had in Utah and the concern that we had about uh, there being in the Gulf and uh, the hurricanes. And, of course, uh, unfortunately, there was a hurricane that wiped out one day of the convention, and I think it had a significant uh, detrimental effect on Uh, uh, Senator Romney's opportunity there to maybe become the president. That being said, from a standpoint of Utah, uh, to be able to showcase Utah and our way of life is probably a a good opportunity, particularly for the hospitality industry, our hotels, our restaurants, which have taken the brunt of the hit of COVID-19 and the pandemic, an opportunity for them to, in fact, maybe make some positive gains. So they estimate it would be about 50,000 people would be in attendance, you know, for that week-long convention. It's a big convention. And it's, In fact, people come in one or two weeks in advance to kind of prep and be prepared for whatever they're doing with the, at the convention. There are different roles that they play in different organizations and groups that want to be seen and heard. So uh, it'll be a, a tremendous event, be the biggest thing we've hosted since the 2002 Olympics. So it's it's of some magnitude, and and I think Utah really is a good backdrop for good uh, common sense conservative leadership that we've seen here in Utah. And I speak as a Republican, so I'm a little biased about that. But our state is doing so well. Uh, I think um, there's at least an argument that you got to host the convention in Utah. And see what good conservative Republican, common sense, practical leadership uh, brings about,
0: Governor. I we appreciate you talking about some of those economic advantages, and I want to know. I want to hear you talk also about those um, the political components of this. Having the RNC this huge event um, here in Utah, what does that say about Utah's standing in the political arena in this country?
1: Well, I think, you know, too often Utah's been taken for granted, Uh, certainly on the Republican side of the equation. We've been, you know, uh, not a hard sell to support Republican candidates, certainly for president and vice president. Uh, And that's been a little bit of a disappointment. I, I think people are realizing that, you know, we've been consistent. Uh, on our efforts to have limited government, uh, empower the private sector, free market, uh, capitalism, uh, and the success we've seen as a state is really an example of what other states could have the same kind of results if they follow the same kind of policies that we have here in Utah. So uh, traditionally they've tried to go to a swing state to host the convention. So, um, you know, that's where it's kind of 50-50, and the theory has been that, if we host in that state, that, uh, the Republicans will get that state to tip Republican, And the Democrats do the same thing, by the way. They go to a 50 state and think that if we host the convention, they'll tip it to the Democrat side. That's historically uh, been shown not to be true. It just doesn't really make much of a difference. Uh, so I think the opportunity, though, is for us to say, look, here's a state that really is functioning very well. And, and virtually every measurable way, we're at the top of the heap. And so uh, if I was the Republican Party, I'd say, let's showcase a state that's having great success and say that's how your state could look if you had uh, uh, common-sense conservatives at the top of the ticket running your state, too. So I think that's the argument. Uh, we'll have to wait and see how it plays. We're, we, the good news is we're down to the final four. Uh, we are one of uh, four of Pittsburgh, Nashville, and Milwaukee are the other three. And they haven't really held a convention here in the West since around 1996. So it's kind of our turn here in the West. And, and so we're saying we're raising our hand and saying, hey, take a good look at us and see if we can't uh, fill the bill.
3: Hey, go- Governor, I appreciate you talking about that, too. Uh, do, do, who, who does make the final decision?
1: The RNC, uh, the powers that be there for the Republican National Committee. They make the decision, they'll analyze, they'll be coming to so Salt Lake here in the next I think, uh, couple of weeks. And just uh, coincidental to have the meeting here, and they will obviously take a look at our venues and the different possibilities that we have here. They want to make sure it's convenient. Uh, the hotel space is there. We have uh, arenas to be able to host the different events, which we do have. Um, I know I've been to a number of these, and uh, sometimes you're you know, an hour out of town to have to drive in. Uh, fortunately for us, we have a number of hotels. We'd be pretty convenient, and the I-15 spine would be make it convenient for us to to be at surrounding areas and still get in uh, conveniently to the to the convention sites. So, uh, 50,000 people is a lot of people will be coming. Uh, that's, that's what their estimation is, and it'll have about a hundred million to direct economic impact and about a two hundred million indirect economic impact on our Wasatch Front and state.
3: Well, I mean, that's interesting. In our, in our last 15 or 20 seconds, I guess that's kind of the, the value proposition here, too. So regardless of what party one might belong to, I guess what you're suggesting is it's economically great for the state regardless.
1: It, it is. And interestingly enough, I mean, most of the sites in the country are in inner cities, you know, big cities, Salt Lake City. You know, it could be in uh, Cleveland, in Ohio, or Tampa. Uh, you know, we've been in New York, uh, uh, Philadelphia. And those are all run by Democrats, um, Democrat mayors and Democrat uh, leaders in those areas. And they're just happy to have the Republican convention come in and uh, help enhance their coffers when it comes to the hospitality industry. So uh, hosting is really not a partisan issue. Uh, It's really more of a tourism, travel, economic development issue for most of the places they're trying to host it. And as I look at the final four, there's... Uh, us of course pittsburgh a uh, tr- uh, blue collar uh, democrat city nashville tennessee which uh, tennessee's a little more republican milwaukee uh, again 50-50 uh, wisconsin uh, so a, a swing state so uh, the inner cities typically are democrats but they're happy to take and spend republican money
3: <laughs> Great point. Governor Herbert, we, we really appreciate you giving us an update on this and how you continue to stay engaged in the state of Utah. Thanks for being with us. All right. Good luck to you guys. Thank you. Thanks, Governor. Well, stay with us. When we come back, you've been wondering what's going on at the point of the mountain when that prison moves? We're going to talk to someone who can tell us. Come on back.
2: I'm Dave Colley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold.